0: and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com.
1: Everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio Second Tuesday Food, Wine, and Travel Show with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. Uh, check them out. Go to ifwtwa.org. We call them iftwa, it's easier. Uh, but it's a really cool destination website for destinations and travel writers. And uh, we love these Second Tuesdays because we actually get to connect with the destinations themselves. And today we're going to Park City, Utah. And Park City is just like one of those destinations for winter. If you want the powder, they've got it. If you want outdoor activities, you've got it. Uh, and they've also got the arts and uh, they've got a whole bunch more. And we're going to find out more about it today with our special guest, Dan Howard. He's the Vice President of Communications of Visit Park City. So you know what their website is? VisitParkCity.com. Check it out. So welcome back, Dan. How are you?
0: Thanks, Lisa. It's great to be with you again.
1: Yeah, I know. It's been a couple of years. We can't let that happen. (laughs) You guys have to come back on more frequent. We love that. Uh, Because it seems, you know, Nancy and I did drive by you guys last year. And it was just, it was one of those we had, uh, we couldn't stop. But we did wave at you from the window going, there's Park City. We see the sign and we should be going there and we can't right now, but dang it, we will. We will. But Utah is um, just this amazing state when we think about the natural outdoors. I know we always think, you know, Bryce Canyon and Zion Park when we think about parks and public lands. Um, But then going back on your website again today, I was like just really reminded about you really have an amazing backyard. Can you give us a little overview of what is in your backyard in regards to the natural wonders?
0: Absolutely. Park City really became known because of its winter season and most people who don't know us and have never visited us tend to start their first visit by visiting us during the winter season uh which is we call it sometimes our ski season which tends to go all the way to mid-april and there it's really divided into two parts uh it starts right after thanksgiving and that's the deep powder that you mentioned, this beautiful, fluffy powder. Not, I've spent a lot of time on the East Coast, and yeah. their snow is nothing like Utah snow. It's not even the same experience because we have so much, uh, the, there's no humidity here. So it takes a lot of the the dampness out of the snow that makes it slippery and all that's left is powder. And it's shocking how quickly it accumulates, how tall it gets, and then you just kind of ski right through it and it just floats away. And that's a beautiful way to ski. And for people who want to ski and who've never skied, Utah is an awesome place to have your first experience because the powder is so special. And we also just have terrific trainers ski instructors utahns are very kind and mm. so it's not just for young people to learn to ski most ski classes are filled with adults actually and uh they the terrain here, especially in Park City, is quite gentle. And when you think of skiing, sometimes you see, you know, very steep skiers going at a very high rate. And skiing is not necessarily like that. It's certainly not like that for beginning uh, Park City uh trails it's great so there's the deep skiing that comes in and when i say deep i mean snow comes in Mm -hmm. december and january and february and then march and april are a totally different kind of skiing it's we call it spring skiing the sky is almost always blue the sun is out people are skiing in their t-shirts it's not as deep powder wise but there's plenty of powder and you can learn to ski and, and be very comfortable. And that's like a different, Ooh. it's a different season, but it's a great time to visit Park City It's the spring, March and April. And experience those, those, we have two ski mountain resorts in our tiny town, which is amazing. Very, most towns would be lucky to have one ski area. We have two of them, both in park city. And so, and one of them is a ski only resort called deer Valley resort. So there's Mm. no snowboarding allowed. And the other one you can ski and snowboard and that's called park city mountain. And, one of the nice things that's happened for skiers is these they're called pass ski pass products and basically if you calculate how many days you want to ski it turns out to be more affordable to just do a pass and that allows you to go skiing at you know dozens of areas that are on the same ski pass and there are two big ski passes one is called the epic pass which is vale resorts Ski pass, and one okay. is called the Icon Pass, and that's Altera Resorts Ski Pass. And as it turns out, Deer Valley is on the Icon Pass, and Park City Mountain is on the Epic Pass. So mm. most people who have a pass product can use it in Park City, which is awesome, and that really lowers the price of skiing per day based on you know how many days you want to ski. You can still ski for one day and just buy one day lift ticket, etc. But um, it's really bringing down the price of skiing, which is important. Um, yeah. And then what about then, for
1: families though, when you talk about the pricing, I always kind of look at families going out for skiing yeah. vacations, especially their first time and, you know, getting kids to learn. And then, you know, the mom and dad going, Hey, maybe, you know, one of them knows the other doesn't. Um, so, you know, you don't, it, it, yeah. So any kind of discount is a good thing, right. For families. So it, it, do you it have is that it, happen?
0: We One of the best things about a Park City getaway is that it's really multi-generational and there are so many things to do that have nothing to do with downhill skiing. And so mm-hmm. everyone can experience a winter or a spring doing a wide range of things, including dog sledding or sleigh, horse-drawn sleigh rides or snowmobiling or snow tubing. It doesn't have to be necessarily downhill skiing. Um, And everyone can decide, you know, do I want to participate in that this time around or can I do this that time around? And um, what I really like also is that if people have different skill levels, they still can ski on the same mountain using the same chairlift and then decide who's going to go on a blue run, who's going to go on a green run, who's going to go on a black run. And, but they can all actually go onto the mountain together instead of having to split up right at the beginning and that's rare so i love the way that the terrain is set out for families and you can decide who is able to do it without a ski instructor or who needs to sign up for ski school and um you know decide all of I'm- that in advance and make sure that you can get the instructors you like <laughs>
1: I need to go to snow school. That's it. Snow ski school. I need to go to any school. But one thing I was looking on your website again, everyone, if you go to visit parkcity.com, you'll click on the outdoors section and you'll see everything from hot air ballooning to horseback riding, rafting, mountain biking, zip lines, coasters, and slides. I know that's more summer, but uh, snowshoeing. That's really cool. Snowmobiling, like you're talking about, but snow biking. Okay. So yeah, listen, do you just get bigger tires? Like yeah. like what's what oh, <laughs> they're cool. called.
0: Fat tire biking and they're they're big tires. You can rent them right in Park City. And it is awesome. It's an awesome way to be part of the winter scene. But if you know how to ride a bike and that's where you're more comfortable, great. Do fat tire biking. <laughs> and you can do that in the in deep winter or spring. And of course, once the snow melts away, you just go to mountain biking or road biking. And we have 400 miles of trails in Park City. And that's why after people have their first winter experience, the, the second kind of deepening experience is coming in the summer and getting to know Park City for all of these other activities that you were mentioning, the horseback riding the equestrian. I My f- personal favorite is fly fishing. I And we have three blue ribbon fly... F- uh, fly fishing rivers within about 35 minutes of Park City's downtown. So it's a great, easy way to get to river we have great guides fly fishing guides and i just find that very meditative Mm. and then and and my favorite is is pushing all the way to labor day and we get a very early fall foliage scene so you can go fly fishing as the leaves are changing the leaves start changing like the last week of august way ahead of everyone else because of our altitude yeah. And so it's very exciting. And you start to see the oranges and the reds and the golds. And then we start snowing by September. So Are you, you have snowing this... now?
1: You're snowed in oh, now. It's,
0: we're our, our resorts opened early this year. We have so much snow. So you're,
1: you're having hot chocolate before the rest yeah. of us.
0: Yeah, that's right. No, we're, we're in full-on ski season already. Um, ah. But what's a really beautiful phenomenon is to see snow falling on top of fall leaves it's just something that you don't see hardly anywhere in the world so i love you know like i said people start to come in the winter they get to know us more in the summer and then there are beautiful festivals in the fall there's the park city song summit there's our hot air balloon festival which is called autumn aloft and then our park city wine festival which is first week of october and Ooh. there is a and then we have October 31st the Halloween parade where our street is closed and everyone dresses their dogs up cuz our unofficial nickname is Bark City. Everyone has
1: Oh, I love that. I love <laughs> yeah. that. You know, as we travel, we, we we hang out with pets. You know, we like to pet yeah. it as we travel, too. And so, yeah. you know what? I'm going to have to... I'm Yeah, you know what we're doing next time. We're, when we <laughs> come through your area, we're, we want to play with the dogs. But, you know, yeah. that you, I love that you're Park City because, you know, we love parks. And I know we talked about that before, but also the Olympic Park. I mean, mm-hmm. this is something that people can access year-round, too, right? With different right. sports. Especially, That's right. Uh, so... Yep. I want to go down in one of those little, like, you know, the little Tubi things. Cause that's the not like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so it's the same park that was used in the 2002 winter games and it's still operating today and people can actually use the bobsled track go down the bobsled um as well as lots of other exciting activities and we're still training olympic athletes at the utah olympic park including watching the kids go down these slopes and learning how to do their their aerials it's like incredible But the town is a international town for training. We've got the resources for, you know, um, coaching as well as medical, as well as, you know, all kinds of uh, technology. So people are perfecting their Olympic dreams in Park City all the time, including uh, summer games. We just have incredible athletes who come here. And then, you know, the altitude actually helps them with their altitude training. So I definitely recommend the Utah Olympic Park. And uh, and there there yeah. are so many ways to experience Park City. We have a fabulous main street. It's it's from the, the silver mining era of the late eighteen hundreds. And forty-seven buildings are from are on the National Historic Register. And we have an anti-chain ordinance. So the restaurants cool. are not restaurants you would see elsewhere. The, it's most, a lot of art galleries. Um, you know, just very unique. Do you um, still have the distillery? I
1: remember that. in our Yeah, last we do.
0: <gasps> yeah. Dude. Our, <laughs> we're, we're known <laughs> for our whiskey uh, as well as our gin. The Alpine Distillery is a gin distillery that's won worldwide awards. And uh, that's located on Main Street. And then High West is our famous whiskey distillery we have both of them there on main street
1: listen that's how that's how i handle snow there's no snow without toddies okay but just everybody needs a little warm-up fire a little fire goes a long way and uh, it's the only way you're going to get me on a pair of skis either but okay. maybe right. maybe i should be on this on the the snowshoes with with a little you know distil- this distillery magic i love that i can't even say it straight right but you know this is uh, to me it's exciting about it. What you have, because, you know, you've got this quaint downtown and, you know, it's, it doesn't, when I look at all the pictures, it just doesn't look like a city city, you know? Yeah. And I love that it's, you know, independent business. That's always exciting. But then there's this really unique thing. And I know you talked about it before, but... (laughs) Uh, because this is, you know, I know we all know you for Sundance Film Festival, right, and skiing. But this is, this is just you. You have some really amazing things, and I still, still trying to wrap my head around this: that people can go paddleboarding or paddleboard yoga, mm-hmm. yogaing mm-hmm. in a crater in the middle yeah. of winter or any time of year. Explain this. Yeah.
0: So that's a geothermal crater. It's in this charming town. There's a uh, Swiss settlers settled the town of Midway. They have lots of cheese and cows over there. And uh, it's right outside of Park City. And there's this geothermal crater. And you can do paddleboard yoga in the crater. Um, it's, it's a wonderful experience. And it's a 12-month experience. It's, it operates all year long and uh easy to go on our website and just if you just do the search bar and you put paddleboard yoga (laughs) it'll come up uh but it is it's a it's a very exciting um unique experience Mm. and 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 i just love that there are so many ways to be in park city as i mentioned with you know multi-generational everyone can find their story in the town. It's a small town, but there's a whole lot going on. And and as you mentioned, we do uh, host the annual Sundance Film Festival, which is such an important um, festival for independent filmmakers. Mm-hmm. They, they do end up getting bought by Hollywood and sometimes getting edited, but we get to see the films before all of that and uh, be a little ahead of the curve. And these films generally talk about issues that are uh, you know on the top of a lot of people's mm-hmm. minds whether it's global warming or human trafficking um things that they're willing to make films about and the celebrities are donating their time most of their time to help make these films and 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 share these messages with the public and the mm-hmm. last couple of years the films have been accessible um virtually because it's been hard to do in person events but it's mm-hmm. actually expanded Sundance's viewership because more people can just buy you know tickets online and then now we're looking forward to a hybrid event where they're still available online because that's not shouldn't take that away now and, yeah exactly uh, <laughs> and now people can gather again and, and the gatherings a really great thing because the filmmaker is there there's great discussion it's in-depth it's intense and it's you know unique to be able to meet the filmmaker in person and that part will only happen in park city
1: That's, you know, and and it's so funny because we do a lot of um, interviews with documentary and independent filmmakers, especially documentaries. And um, there's, and, you know, I'll see like, oh, yeah, this Sundance, Sundance. I'm like, Dan, you saw this before me. I know you did. And, you know, it's like, why didn't you give me the scoop, man? You know, (laughs) it's like, but I think, I mean, but it's it's really cool. I think there's just something about it in regards to film festivals. There's so many of them and they're all, you know, there's, there's, I'm not knocking any of them, but there's something about, you know, Sundance that just kind of tells you that this is something important. That's what you're saying, that there's just um, there's something special about these films and documentaries in Sundance that are really raising, you know, raising eyebrows. Uh, opening hearts and, and, and being stirring activism too. And and so they're inspiring. So every time I see that, I'm like, you know, when we, you know, short on interview space, I'm going to go with the ones that were Sundance, you know, because I know it's something about making a difference, which is.
0: Yeah. It's very competitive to get a film in there. So if it makes Mm -hmm. it, it means it's really special. And for a small Western town in Utah, To be that socially conscious, I really credit Sundance with setting an agenda and a tone for the whole town that lasts, you know, all year. It's a 10-day festival, but the town is is passionate about it and, you know, learns so much every year and then just carries those values throughout the rest of the year. So uh, I'm really proud of the the connection. It's, It's actually an anniversary year this year um to of how long park city has been hosting sundance so i i'm proud of i'm proud of that connection
1: how many years now how many years 40
0: now? 40
1: oh my gosh oh my gosh yeah. well i kind of know that number i don't want to talk about it <laughs> 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 i'll talk about yours i i i passed the 40 number that that just happened a little bit you know a few years ago. But anyway, anything <laughs> we'll talk about that i'm like oh that's cool that's a cool number but uh, speaking of festivals to the Egyptian theater, tell us about that, because that's uh, also something iconic for a community. To ha- and how many people live in Park City when you talk about, I mean, because you're, you say you're this, this little Western town, yeah. but how many people?
0: Well, the town itself is 8,000 people. And, seriously, you know, yeah. And, I mean, t- to be as sophisticated, we've hosted the Olympics, we host the Sundance Film Festival, we have these two world class ski mountains, we have the Utah Olympic Park, and-, and it's a town of 8,000. It's really a remarkable place. Now, one of the things that makes that work is that we are 25 minutes from Salt Lake City. Mm. And that really is a benefit to a small town. When I think of some of the other mountain towns, they're very far away from major cities Mm -hmm. and we're able to really, you know, connect to Salt Lake and that giant international airport that makes it so easy to get to park city. And then a lot of the cultural elements that, you know, as well as actually, I'll, I'll say affordable housing, you know, that's a very important thing Mm -hmm. for a small town and most ski towns are, are not particularly affordable. So it's nice to have Salt Lake city right there And um and connect and it means we've got a great vibrant workforce. It means there's much more diversity in our community than would happen if we were more an isolated town.
1: Yeah, you know, um, we've covered a lot of that in regards to like um, you know, there's Airbnbs, you know, that people are doing to the point that there's no workers in the communities that wanna service the tourism field. And it's like, well, you can't expect someone to drive two hours to go housekeeping. That right. doesn't add up. So right. it's you're really right about that. But also, for people flying in, yeah. um, they can... I, I mean, you. I remember the last show you were talking about that it's just an easy shuttle ride. You don't even have yep. to really rent a yeah. car.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't. I mean, you know, to have a car-free getaway in a, in a mountain town is rare. But we make it possible with these shuttles to the airport, and then we have an entirely free public transit system in Park City. So you definitely... If you rent a car, you drive it twenty five minutes, park it in your hotel, never touch it again, cool. and then drive it back to the airport. It doesn't make sense. So that's sustainable
1: too. That's sustainable, yeah, that's and I right. see that you you guys are really working on sustainability too for your yes. mountain town. You know, to yes. keep it clean and green. And um, I think that's that's all. And I saw on that you were talking about wildlife watching. Yeah. About what to do if you see this and that. I didn't know you had moose. Do you really have oh. moose?
0: Oh, we see them every day, and what? unfortunately, a lot of visitors don't understand the importance of using a telephoto lens. On yeah,
1: yeah, own. no, you no, don't stay, mess with
0: them. Yeah, stay away from them. And if you see a, a calf, you really oh. need to stay away because they they will charge you. And you know, just respect the fact that they were here before we were. And um, you know, even yeah. when we fish in our blue ribbon rivers we put the fish right back after we catch them like be, you know we are coexisting with an ecosystem and we want our visitor we want the visitor who respects that who's excited about that who isn't going to abuse that and i actually do a lot of these interviews um in canada as well and the canadians mm. really understand that and we yeah, also yeah. share moose as well but um <laughs> they they really understand sustainability and treading lightly and leaving no trace and i really appreciate that because i think we need to have more of those conversations in the usa about visiting in a way that doesn't disrupt the town that you're visiting because that's someone's home, and exactly. uh, and Canadians they they totally well they have a lot of open space there, so they understand the importance of protecting it and respecting it, and uh, and I think well, I th- yeah we're I think more. right
1: now looking at you know COP twenty seven just happened and and just looking at you know tourism has got to change up, and it yeah. is. I mean, we're yeah. looking at regenerative, tra- transformational, yeah. regenerative. We're looking yeah. at things even changing up in regards yeah. to be more people doing the term pleasure. I really don't like that <laughs> term. I'm sorry. I don't like it. It just makes me feel fat. Every time I say it, I don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> it does, but I'm I'm pleasuring. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, it,
0: we call it we call it leisure because it's leisure travel and business travel together. Okay, and that, so maybe um, that's the um, better side of
1: me. Okay, yeah, leisure sounds a little bit better. Sounds uh, yeah, right. that sounds better. But <laughs> leisure because I don't know because I lived in England, maybe that's what it is. But <laughs> I was just like, oh, I feel fat. But yeah. but you know, we have so now we're this. Our you know, since the last time we chatted, right, was in the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, and you know when we think about now how workplaces have changed, where people yeah. are a little. I mean, Nancy and I are complete digital nomads, as you know, yeah. but the 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 rest of the world is becoming that too. And so I yeah. see tourism changing. That you know, families yeah. can be out um, mid midweek, and and you could do business travel a little bit differently and add yeah. days, and and it could be not just midweek. It could be the week. It could be just the digital nomad going out or whatever, you know? So are you seeing that shift um, happening in Park City, n- regardless of what time of year, that you're getting a little bit of a, like eventually I think that we're going to have a, a almost a flat line of it doesn't matter if it's Monday or Sunday or Saturday. I don't know. Yes.
0: Well, we were one of the towns in the United States where once people started to f- feel isolated in their cities, they came to Park City because of the outdoor lifestyle that we live and realized that they can conduct their business on Zoom and their children can do virtual learning. And so Park City actually changed its profile of who was living there uh, from what I would call second homes or seasonal homes to full-time homes um be- and they mostly came from new york and los angeles and they were they were wow. realizing i mean that's that quote silver lining that is of covid everyone is like it, it, it there's a silver lining in everything and right. covid was awful but i think it reminded people to prioritize their health and be outside more and be more balanced and if you can do work from a place like Park City, are you going to be happier? And,
1: yes. and then,
0: and yes, the answer <laughs> was I yes. If I see a
1: moose, I'm going to be really happy, and then I get to have whiskey <laughs> afterwards. Yes.
0: But, but many people from cities said, okay, I'm doing this. And so we saw that. I think a lot of cities that are more like Park City saw that kind of influx of new permanent residents and uh, in our case if they bring you know a vibrancy and an education and and you know bring it to our town as long as they respect the town's rules about how to behave like calm down don't use your horn don't we're really mellow here and now you've moved here from the city but you have to be in park city now so um we've seen that transition in Park City over the last couple of years and it can it can be a really good thing we like seeing people happy yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: right (laughs) and and then the thing too with Salt Lake City you know it's a capital city of of your state so I know you have like you know massive amounts of conference and convention and they're all coming back but I also see these smaller business retreats happening and specialized retreats yeah. like more yoga retreats are happening yes. people of special interest everyone's getting back together but sometimes it's not as mat- well actually I do see a lot mm-hmm. of mat- big ones happening but where yeah. you are from salt lake city I feel like yeah. you're also um the I know that you have you know with all the resorts and everything the abilities and do have conferences and everything happening but also yeah. being like mm-hmm. the destination for those that have to Do work on the Capitol Hill kind of thing. They're like, "Dude, I need to get away from politics now and and go up and play with moose and whiskey." You know. (laughs) uh, But we were one of the first.
0: We were one of the first towns that really rebounded with um, travel, corporate travel, because Mm. people felt like if we have to do a retreat in person, Park City is one of those destinations that we feel safe about asking people to come. And then they'll set up the meetings in an indoor-outdoor scenario and, you know, or have the entire meeting outdoors. Of course, most of our meeting business comes outside the ski season, and that's great in the summer and great in the fall. And, um, you know, those meetings really did – the number of leads that our visitors bureau started to see generating – out of COVID was much higher than before COVID, so mm-hmm. it's interesting how it, it impacted so many cities in so many different ways. I think Idaho was one of the other states that just saw mm-hmm. a big jump in a incre- incremental way, as opposed to gosh, COVID is really damaging tourism. Uh, Idaho did well through COVID, and and Utah has as well.
1: Yeah, you know, and and because you've you've got all this you know big sky right, and yeah. And- yeah clean air and beautiful but i think it really goes hand in hand with sustainability yes. you know and i and as people talk you know that this isn't going to be our last scare of things happening right. it, it's not just a right. scare it's a reality right? right Um, so it is this we are all changing and, yeah. and it is on us as travelers to what can we bring into a community yeah. it's almost like when you go to someone's house for dinner you're the guest. You yeah. should bring the bottle of wine or flowers mm. or something. Thank you. Thank
0: and you that's for saying that.
1: exactly <laughs> how it is as travelers coming to a community, especially a smaller one. But I actually really want to say it's for all communities because yeah. even the giant cities, Yes, every they have m- multiple neighborhoods within a downtown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like even right now, I, I, we're recording this. I'm in Savannah, Georgia. Nancy and I are in Savannah, mm-hmm. Georgia right now. And mm-hmm. she's taking care of a dog that snorts. So that's why she's not <laughs> She doesn't want everyone to hear the snort, but it, the snort's cute. But she could go. She she could go in your pet parade in October. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no. But are oh, so multiple neighborhoods? So it's still important. I I think that we as travelers kind of change up our attitude a little bit, and we have to be a little bit calmer and nicer mm-hmm. in regards and understanding that um, things are in a flux and changing so yeah. let's be part of the positive so that we can keep traveling, you know.
0: Right. And and I mentioned the silver lining, you know, I really hope that we don't just forget the lessons of COVID and just go back to this kind of breakneck pace life because so many good things came out of reevaluating, slowing down, being more conscious, being more connected. I, I've, I've just seen so many good behaviors coming from people because their consciousness was raised out of you know, just slowing down a little bit and, and realizing that we're very connected and responsible for each other and to each other so Mm -hmm. i hope that that actually stays i think there's a chance it will stay i think the world has gotten smaller Uh, you know more people are doing meetings on zoom than necessarily in person that's actually very positive for um our environment you know getting cars off the road in salt lake city was a really good thing in terms of our air quality Mm -hmm. those are things that don't have to go back um, if people are willing to say, hey, you know, we did virtual officing and we didn't drop balls. So mm-hmm. that's really exciting that we can be productive without hurting our environment Listen, as much. Listen,
1: I'll, I'll go to yeah. your resorts and look out the window when it's yeah. snowing and have yeah. a cup of hot yeah. cocoa, do a meeting and go, yeah. look at my background, babies. Do you have right. what I have? You know, a little right. competition there's so all good. <laughs> But that's what I'm looking forward to is seeing the world of Zoom change, not with the, you know, we all put up the phony backgrounds. We do. We put our logo, whatever. But um, but the reality is when you – it. I want to get to the place where we're all doing – zoom meetings and showing like a cool background because we're somewhere different. Like, yeah, yeah, look outside my hotel window. Mm -hmm. I have snow or Mm I see the moose or like maybe I'm in the tropics, you know, and getting to that. So it's kind of like, let's find the wonder again, Mm -hmm. use technology like that Mm -hmm. as we travel. I just, I see it changing up. I really see it in a positive um we should use the technology that's there and use it in a positive uh, to go to these places like you have and uh, stay away from the moose, get the telephoto lens, good technology. Um, But I didn't, the moose thing, I really, I didn't know they went down into Utah. I did not. I I feel so stupid. Oh my gosh.
0: You, you, you You'll see a moose walking on our main street. I mean it's just No, that that's much. it. I'm
1: I'm moving. I'm moving. I mean, I'm on the road full time, but I'm moving to your town now just because of that. Yeah. Like but I feel like Northern slow. Exposure movie. You remember Northern Exposure yeah. TV yeah. show with the moose going down? Yeah. yeah. With the moose. Like, I want yeah. that. I want that. Yeah.
0: But everyone has to drive slow if they're gonna drive. Like let us drive you. But if you're gonna drive, drive slow because you don't realize you're not prepared and you're not used to having this neighbor. It's a moose and it's I want your just,
1: neighbors. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're <laughs> That's awesome. they're lovely.
1: <laughs> I didn't know we were going to talk about moose today as much, but I'm very excited about it. And uh, Dan, uh, you know, Park City, again, I, I know the last time you were on the show, listeners really enjoyed it and our audience did. Um, and I know they're going to enjoy this again and start planning uh, their trips, not just for winter, but spring. When do the wildflowers come in in the mountains for you? Because I, I oh my know goodness. they come.
0: They, I, it's I... so beautiful. They're so beautiful. And so that's really late spring. And, you know, it's, it's the, um, you know, Memorial Day is sort of the official kickoff of the summer season. So you'll see wildflowers around that time. And then remember the foliage, like you just can't imagine this fall foliage because New England gets all the credit for foliage. But foliage in the Rocky Mountains, it's ridiculous. It's so awe-inspiring. Is it
1: mostly aspen then, right, for you guys? Well, it's
0: all, so we've got a lot of different things. Our aspens are outrageous. The yellow, they turn yellow, and they're so vibrant. But we also have the reds and the oranges. And, you know, it's and, and it's so surprising because you think... When you think of mountains, you think think of more evergreens, mm-hmm. and it's like not in not in Park City. It's got that diversity of of color, and it and they get really bright, and uh, you know the snow feeds them, and mm-hmm. then when they're and and the foliage represents their route to go into hibernation, and that's how the color, you know, it's sort of like draining the the leaves, getting them ready for for the winter and it's very holistic and and I find it very spiritual with this
1: magical I I know I know what you mean and and that's that's the thing when you have this and and, okay so going back to sustainability and going to destinations that means that you've maintained your ecosystems that it's sustainable like that nature needs to be sustainable otherwise she kicks our butt right and but the sustainability of land means that all these systems are working all the functioning and if you look at nature like a computer that sounds horrible but it's true if you don't clean your hard drive out if you don't do your updates it gets clogged and that's what we're doing kind of to the environment and so mother nature having these this biodiversity is insane that's how all these things happen when you get when you get all this foliage and different things happen different plants that that means it's healthy That is so cool. And then spring comes when everything starts to slowly melt and all those little creeks come in. Oh, dude, dude, (laughs) I get giddy, giddy. Just like, it's, it. you get giddy. So you have the four seasons, like for, for real four seasons. Do you get giddy as you see the change? Like, I don't know. I'm one of those people that every time I see the, like this happens now, okay. We're at the beginning of winter. Oh, cool. And then like, Oh now we're really in winter. Oh cool. And now we're getting out. Oh yeah, thank goodness we're out yeah. we're getting out now. I want spring. And then when you see you know what I mean as it happens, when you see those stages, I think it's exciting as all heck. I, I love it. I love it. And it it's just- really
0: and it really slows down the year in terms of being present. Because no two winters are the same. No two springs are the same. No two falls. Like, you really Mm -hmm. are going, oh my gosh, look at the wildflowers coming up. And then you have this summer, and every summer is different. Some have rainstorms. Some are dry as all get out. Then the fall shows up, and you're like, this fall is so different from last fall. And if you can remember that, then your life is much more present than the days running together, the years running together, you can't even keep track of what year it was. But here, because of these distinct seasons, it definitely makes you look at things and go, oh, my goodness, today was different from yesterday.
1: And yeah. that's
0: a very refreshing <laughs>
1: So hiking has got, I, I have to yeah. ask that. I know I know we're going over time, but we don't really care. But um, the hiking, is because when you think about really experiencing the four seasons, to me, one of the best ways is to go for a walk, whether it's a slow, easy trail or you're going for a massive hike. Um, yeah. If you go for the massive hike, you do get to go to the distilleries or wineries afterwards. Just so But, <laughs> but I know, do you have a brewery in town too, just for everybody? Me <laughs> just, too. You know, we oh, do. We have microphones. We're
0: the first. Yep.
1: You got, um, uh,
0: on, our, on our visit we- Park City website, we have a great list of we think of as the top 10 hikes um, in the region that go from extreme and, you know, challenging to extremely leisurely and easy. And um, hiking is phenomenal. And it's something that so many people can do.
1: I love this. Uh, Okay. So now we don't only just want to come and visit. Now we just want to move there too. So like, you know. (laughs) That's what happened. But we will not honk our horns at the Moose. We'll go, Moose, you have the right of way. We love you. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And you can come hang out in my backyard anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, a real pleasure to have you back on the show. Do not be a stranger. Everyone, visit parkcity.com is a website to go to. Go plan your winter or just go plan one of the season, you know, escapes out there. And again, easy to fly into Salt Lake City and drive right out there or get get a shuttle. You don't have to rent a car. You can get a shuttle into Park City. I mean, come on you know sometimes it's really nice not to drive i'm just saying
0: that's right and each season you'll deepen your relationship with park city you'll just because every time it it offers something so different so you can no matter what the season every time you come you'll see it in a slightly different way and it will make you appreciate you know the connection and there's not a bad season in park city (laughs)
1: No, no. So, everyone visit parkcity.com. And then, when you get off the plane and get into your shuttle, just, you know, I want you all to have Passenger, (laughs) the song Passenger by Iggy Pop in your head because now it's running in my head nonstop. So, there it is. (laughs) Enjoy that because, (laughs) hey, listen, you get to just chill out and go have a real experience. That's what we want. When we travel, it's about the experiences and making memories and and being part of where you are. So it definitely sounds like one of those places. We also want to thank the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. We love our second Tuesday show. We also do a uh, second Friday show, and we have a new show coming up in January, which is a travel panel with travel writers uh, with theme shows and then shows just focusing on travel. So keep up with us at bigblendradio.com for that. Thanks so much, Dan.
0: Thank you, Lisa.